Hey everyone, this is Amos with Just Being Amos Podcast. I have Seth and Judah with me today. On this episode, we are going to talk about Umbrella Academy. And also, we want to talk about the new Transformers um, trilogy that's coming on Netflix, produced by Rooster Teeth. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. Um, on this podcast today, I have Seth and Julie. How y'all guys doing? Doing good. Doing alright. It's been a while. It has, yes. It's been a while. A I think the last time I was interviewed you, yes. it was on a book called Hero Cats. Yay! Yay! And for the longest, I was calling it what? Hero, yeah. Hero's Cats. Cats. <laughs> so I always got picked on for that. <laughs> a little <laughs> so, bit. So, um, this is a new year, guys. It's the first podcast for 2018. Been been a while, but we're gonna have. To, I'm gonna do better. Okay. I'm gonna do better. Y'all, my first for this year. Wow. Great. Cool. Be honored. honored. Yeah. Be honored. honored. We are. So, in this episode of Just Being Amos Podcast, we are going to talk about the Umbrella Academy. Now, for those who don't know what Umbrella Academy is, it's a comic book that was written by Gerard Way, right? Yes. yes. Right, and what's the artist Gabrielle Ba? Gabrielle Ba. Ba. I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Netflix got the rights to the book, and they put out a TV series that came out a week ago, I believe. Has it been a week? Yeah, yeah, been a week. Just about. Just about, yeah. Just about a maybe week. Maybe a little more. I don't know. A little more. Long okay. enough for us to binge it. Yeah, binge it. Yeah, right. So, I w- I did not read the book. The books. I did not read the books at all. Okay. You know, and I, I, I know my friend Trevor. He loves it. David loves it. And, you I'm know, a fan. Yeah, you're a fan. Colored by Dave Stewart. Yay. There you go. And you know, and I said, "Miss weird book," but you know, you know, comic books could be weird and fun to read at the same time. So I finally picked up the trades, volume one and volume two, before I ever watched the TV show. Because you know, I want to read the book before watching the TV show. You know. Fair enough. So, I mean, sometimes the TV show might not be better than the book or the book better than the TV show. You know, vice versa. The book's always better. And the book's always better, right? I See, what, I don't... What, go ahead. I don't think that's a fair... Again, I don't think that's fair because you can... It's two different media. You know, you can do on the TV what sometimes you can't do in a book. And you can do in a book what sometimes you can't do on the TV. So, in other the, words, in the Walking Dead series, when it came up to the prison... When uh, Rick's wife had the baby, they killed the baby in the book. Yeah. But in the TV show, they didn't kill the baby. Yeah. Yeah. She's growing up in. Can't the, kill a baby anymore. Can't, you can't kill a dog. <laughs> can't kill a baby. Nope. So yeah, you can't get away with certain things in different media. Well, it's also like in a in a book, you can you can write what somebody's thinking in their head. Right. And there are certain special effects things you can do in a, in a comic book that you can't. Unlimited budget. Unlimited budget. You know, it's it's how good is your artist? That is versus true. What can we actually make happen on the screen in a TV show? You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, and that's one thing we talked about with the show is in the you know, the opening of the first comic, they fight the Eiffel Tower. That's right, and and it runs around and they're fighting with it, and you've got my you know my my big comparisons uh, you know has like oh my god it's zombie robot Gustav Eiffel, <laughs> and it works 
on the page, but I don't think it would have worked nearly as well in a realistic depending medium, on like, their television. special effects, the special budget. effects, the yeah. budget. Yeah. Well, just the concept of it. Like if you'd had it as a cartoon, like you've got that kind of step removed from reality. You're willing to accept little, just weirder things. Uh-huh. And I think it would have been really hard to sell in a live action show. I totally agree with that. Cartoon, maybe you get away with that. And again, you know, Groot and Rocket Raccoon, so I'm not going to say it's impossible. But, but that is a that is a Marvel movie budget exactly. thing, not a Netflix TV show budget thing. Yeah. So to what Julie was saying earlier about just the medium, I was thinking about this last night. She's heard part of this. I have a compare and a contrast and then just sort of a what I'm glad didn't happen. And weirdly enough, they're all Alan Moore books. Oh, really? Which I hadn't planned. So my comparison is V for Vendetta. Right. Where both the comic book and the show, or the comic book and the movie for Vendetta, they have a similar spirit, there's similar elements, but they've definitely decided, here's something that works in the show versus what works in the comic book, so we're going to take the stuff that will work in both, but we're going to adapt from there. And you said Alan Moore wished with The Watchmen, the same thing. And that's my third thing. Where I, you know, Zack Snyder tried to do a shot for shot, and it for me, I know, I know, opinions vary on this. That movie didn't work for me because the whole point of Watchmen was what can we do with comics that you can't do in any other medium, and I thought he did a great job adapting the look of it, right. but the pacing just gets wrecked. Yeah, and good actors, good effort. Don't like the movie. Oh, I bought the movie director's cut. And, really? you know, great. I'm, I'm glad someone enjoyed it. It just wasn't for me. But I only paid like $2 for it, so. <laughs> my contrast was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> where I, I, Everyone I talked to for the longest time, if you had read the book, you hated the movie. And everyone who hadn't read the book thought it was really cool. See, I enjoyed the movie, but I had not read the series yet. And then I got the series while I was working at Dr. No's, and I was like, oh, this is very different, and actually the book is better. Ooh. Yeah, where they (laughs) they took the idea, but they didn't really capture the spirit or the concept of it. Just like, oh, old old people, you know, or old, you know, uh, old adventure story people are action heroes, and that's it. Right, right, right. Because they added another character Tom in the movie, Sawyer, Tom Sawyer. American, yeah. which, yeah. Right. as opposed to being just the British adventure heroes, which really throws the theme off. Right. And the period off, and it just, it didn't work. Wow, they just, see they, a lot uh, of Americans going, who's Alan Quartermain? And the thing yeah, is, the man, and the thing, yeah. yeah, the thing is, and all these movies are Alan Moore movies, and that's why he does not like Hollywood. Yeah, and again, I, I, I did Just think about it, it's all the books that we name of Alan Moore books. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has a very specific idea about his story and his which he should what he wants to tell, yeah. which is uh, yeah. Why he's and any time right. Hollywood gets their hands on something, they're gonna change it. I mean, look at Stephen King and uh, um, everything, The Shining. Uh, he hated the original Shining movie because they did such a bad because. Uh, but then they did it again as a TV series, right? Which was I. I my understanding a lot more um, in keeping with what he did in the book. Right. Because the book's about alcoholism. Right. And, uh, oh, is that Stanley Kubrick who did The Shining? Yes. When he did it, he completely took it away. He took it away from uh, that and just completely went off on a tangent. And Stephen King was like, this is not what I wrote. Right. But, Maximum overdrive. 
I like Maximum Overdrive. I like it, but if you've read the story and you watch the movie, they're not the same thing. Well, guys, I'm glad you named all these movies because in the future tense, we're going to do the bad movies that we love in another <laughs> segment. <laughs> but back to Umbrella Academy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I know, it, but it's all the same thing. We've seen the topic and the elements of the book and stuff like that. But after reading the books, then as and seeing the uh, TV show, I was very satisfied. Yes. Yeah. I, I was, because I was they satisfied. stayed in they the stayed spirit, spirit of the, of book. the book. They did. That this is a V for Vendetta for me. Yeah. They it, changed what they needed to in order to make it work. And it fit for the TV show. Right. Yeah. Right. And they really did a great job of doing that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to say spoilers. So for those who have not seen Umbrella Academy, do not listen to this podcast. If you want to listen to it, that's cool, but it's going to be spoilers. Spoilerific. Spoilers. So, you have been warned. Yeah, so you've been warned. Rosebud is the sled. <laughs> <laughs> So so in the first episode, Wait, she was a he. What in the first episode, right? That first episode was the most of the first trade for me. I mean, the story, the, the the stuff they put in the first episode, the funeral. Yeah, that was basically basically like the, um, half the first the first half of the trade I read. Yeah, I was amazed at how well they had taken the two trades. And merged them into a single season. They did. By going more into number five's backstory up front. Right. And you got it, Julie? What do you think about it? I mean, looking at, I mean, because you've got two, what was it? Six six issue trades? You got 12. It was 12, 12 total. Issues. 12 total. So 264 pages. And yeah. they managed to make a believable TV season. Out of that. Yeah, hour-long TV series. Yeah. Well-paced and, you know, good story. Captured me the whole time. There wasn't any episode where I was like, ugh. Well, what, what I find very intriguing was that they did the, the, the interaction with Cha-Cha and Hazel. Yes. Yes. I was saying, yeah, the, the interaction. Because in the comic book, there was a limited time they had in the book. They're on maybe, what, 15 pages? Yeah, even less, I believe. So you have, like, you gotta do the one note, hey, we're, we're, we love sugar and we like killing people, and that's all you get. That's all you get, but in the TV series, you get more in-depth with the character. One is questioning, do I really, really want to do this? Don't want to retire like this? Because he said, I'm getting tired of the killing. He had an epiphany, in other yeah. words. And, you know, that's um, Hazel. Had an epiphany, but Cha Cha was all about the business. She she was all about the job. Job about yeah. the job. Who, who was played by Mary J. Blige? I, I love an excellent that job. casting, yes. by the way. That was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Mary J. put it. She did a good job. You know, it's so funny. I don't know that I'd seen her act before, but I was really I impressed. I didn't realize with what she that did. she was into acting. Um, so. she's in a movie called Mudbound. It's a Netflix uh, original. Okay. Okay. So check it out. That might be why, because they'd worked with her before. Yeah. You might start to see folks who work with Netflix also working with Netflix on other things. Yeah, so, so she she did an excellent job as a cha cha. I, I yeah. She's more of the company worker, and she well, we got to go by the books and this and that. And I really I love the dynamic and the interaction with those two, and also I just love the way how each character, I mean the kids, um, they went into a little bit of their background when. It, when they were kids, they showed briefly of the kids in flashbacks. Yeah. Right. But as they, they also did things when they was adults too. Like Allison. Um, she Allison was number three. Three. You know, she what well, words her name was Rumor. That's a code yeah, name, yeah, Rumor. Code name. I kind of miss that one of the things I liked in the book that they each had their code names. 
Yes. And that they didn't really use them in the book, although I still don't understand Diego being Kraken, but okay. He's a monster. He's a monster. Well, I figured Ben yeah. would be Kraken. With the tentacles. the tentacles. Right. Yeah, but they had horror for him, and yeah. I think that's... That makes sense. Yeah, Kraken is like, I, I can understand it as a choice, but yeah, it never quite settled with me. Uh-huh. I'm sure... Well, the big thing, I what I'd love to know, and I said this a lot while we were watching it, is I would love to know if the writers for these... TV series got to talk to Gerard Way at all. Well, he was executive producer of this series, so I knew he had something to do with it. Yeah, because I know if you read, you know, in the in the liner notes and the trades and the extra stuff, he talks about how he wants us to be eight or nine series, right? And how he's got all these ideas and he knows what's going to happen. So, how much of this um, fleshed out characterization is stuff that he knew for his characters that he just didn't have space in? The books what, that he was trying to do. Well, within the story, man, when they when it, when I um, when they began in the first um, episode, and I know the story. You know, on that day of 1989, the year 1989, 43 women got pregnant. Spontaneous happened. Right. You know, I want to know the other kids. That's another thing I always thought about. What about the other kids? And that was my question too. And also, would the kids ever track down their like their birth parents or right. something? Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And I was wondering about like. I know after about half the show I was wondering about Leonard, it just sort of hit me halfway through because I, I knew something was going on with him. I knew there was more than meets the eye there. Right. And I was just wondering, like, is he one of the other 36? Although they did mention in the book that some of the kids didn't survive. Right. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But so. they didn't mention all of them. So, yeah, even in the, the trades... There's no mention of the other children. Yes, they're going to be like yet. an anti Umbrella Academy or and something. I really like the I like the concept. He said other kids was born at that time, all forty three kids, whatever. And I always thinking while I watch the TV series, what happened to the other kids? Yeah, and that's always put in my mind when I read the book, also. But you know, like Gerard Way may have more stuff, more stuff to tell because you said nine what? Yeah, six, so, so we got six or seven, seven more books at a minimum right. in theory. At least that's his plan. And they said there's one coming out now that I haven't. It's I'm already been out. It's already the, issue number five. Yeah, the singles well, are coming. Yeah, yeah. He, he's waiting on the trade. We're waiting on the trade. We're well, trade well, you know, you're gonna be waiting for a while. Well, I got the other two in trade. Now I have to buy. I have to buy them all in trade so it matches. It's like if you if you get halfway through a book series and you buy the first few books in softback, you can't get the hardbacks when they come out. Or right, else your books won't match on the I on the shelf. Yeah. And that's, I understand. Look at my shelf. You yeah. know, I I have everything matching right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but I know. And so after watching this, at first the first episode, I said, "Oh, this is a slow pace. I'm not digging this." Then all of a sudden, the second episode, I said, "Okay, this is getting better." Well, they've, you've always got to lay your groundwork. That's true. That's true. I yeah. liked. Yeah, I think it's the rare show that first episode out the gate, you're like, I'm down. Because that's why I always give every TV show at least the first season. Right. Because sometimes it takes you halfway through the first season. Times it takes you the entire first season to find your footing and get going. Because so. when, I, when, I, when I watched the first episode and I, got, I was doing a podcast with um, Brian... Brian Silverbacks, he got a podcast out, and I said, "Man, it's like the Roy and Tenenbaum, the way it was set up, like a Wes Anderson." Um, oh, that's fair. Yeah, and I said, Especially oh, the, yeah. The I think I'm alone now. Yeah, that thing. I'm like, oh crap. I'm. Just, I like that. I like Wes Anderson, so I, I got into it. I was. I was. I got a little. I got a little choked up with that, just because you have the whole like we're all alone together, and none of us really realizes it. Like. The whole we're more connected than we think. Yeah. I I liked that because it was kind of like, yeah, we were all kids together. Right. This was at one point all of our home. And 
And we're back together. I'm also curious. I know you said you read the trade after you saw the show. I read the trade before the okay, show. Okay, before. Because I had read and said, I've been reading these since like 2010 whenever I, I finally got to pick them up. Right. And I've read them several times, so I kind of knew where it was going. So I was all in by the end of the first episode. Right, right. But again, I also like Wes Anderson movies, so... Yeah, see, that's, that's what was my point when I was talking to Brian about it. I'm like, I mean, it was slow and just... It's like a Wes Anderson he's, feel movie. I mean, I'm not like that. With, yeah. He's, but... He's precious. Like, yes, I, he is. When people... It's one of those... It's like Dr. Pepper. I like it a lot. But when people tell me they can't stand it... I don't, there's no like, what? You don't like that? I'm like, oh no, I get it. So, Julie, I like Dr. Pepper too. That look on your face. No, I don't like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I never you have can't see this in podcast land, but I don't care for Dr. Pepper. It so, is, the expression on her face is priceless because I love some Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I don't like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> That's more Dr. Pepper for y'all. Yep. So. <laughs> so, I mean, I, like I said, I, I felt in, I liked it after watching the second episode. I said, okay, it's gotten better from my, in my opinion okay for my taste then after that it comes hazel and cha-cha <laughs> so, yeah I said, so you're oh. all about the hazel and cha-cha show yeah well it was just the way he looked at life and the way she looked at life differently they both was assassins uh-huh but one came to the point said this shit got to stop i got to change my life it was a point in the episode when uh, um uh what's his name on the miss from the misfits um you see dead people. The guy, um, oh, Klaus. 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 Yeah. Seance. Yeah, Klaus. I don't think they ever call him Seance in the they, show. They did. No, okay. They called him Klaus. Yeah, because they didn't use all the code names in the show. No. In the book, I'm 90% it's sure seance. they never used that. Well, it is Seance. Seance in the book. I was going through. They used Luther's name once. Right. They used Allison a few times. Van- Vanya always. Right. They called Seance Klaus once. once. I'm pretty sure they never called Kraken Diego. Actually, they did. They did? I okay. was looking for that when you mentioned okay. it. Oh, they I did? Them. I read the book way back when it came out. The uh, first okay. one, I did never I never did read the second one. Not because I didn't want to. I just am right. behind right. on everything. So you know but, what they did in the second one, right? Yeah. Um, they killed I, Kennedy. Yes. Yes. I know. What Spoiler. Is. <laughs> You've oh, if you're this deep, then... Too bad, <laughs> but yep. they—I I was looking for it, and they did—they do call him okay. Diego. That I is think it was—I was maybe halfway through when I started noticing like, they keep calling him and they Space call, Boy, and they call um, Ben Ben. I didn't catch his his horror. Or he was okay. he was number six. six. I think they might not mention it until the bonus material at the end of book one or book two. They have I, they, had they, some they the... have called him Ben. Okay. Yes. Though. They mention his statue or something. Yeah, he, they they show his statue, but they never make a direct reference to it. So, right. Yeah. So I like I, with, with me, it's just like then when uh, Klaus started talking to the dead people, and all of a sudden Cha Cha and Hazel looking at him said, "What did he say? How do you know about this?" And at that time, I think Hazel after leaving that after leaving the hotel and going back to the donut shop and talking to Al, oh poor what's her name Agnes. Agnes yeah. Oh Agnes! Oh poor Agnes! Poor Agnes! And her vegan. Jokes. She had a better. She had a better uh, outcome in the TV series, better than the book. Or the oh, book. Oh, yeah. she goes through. Hey, oh <laughs> hell. yeah. Oh hell. So anyway, um, she does save the day in the book. She, she sure does. She sure does. She sure does. Yeah. But um, I like that those two together, and I also like the way um, Diego. Um, Diego, um, um, and number, number two. two. Okay, yeah. Number two. Diego is number two. Yeah, Diego number two, yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of, it got kind of confusing sometimes when I read the book and say, oh, number one, number two. It, 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 like, okay. I kept rehearsing it in my head while I was showing, while we were watching it. If there was a lull, I would just sort of go through those. Like, number one, Luther, Space Boy. Number two, Diego, Kraken. Number three, Allison, Rumor. Number four. Uh, I yeah. never had a problem with that. I have, I have a problem with that. You're better with names than I am. Yeah, I mean, I, I have, have a problem with that, man. All right. Now, the names I have no problem with just the numbering. Because the professors always call them by their damn number. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm like, why? And he was an asshole. I'm sorry to say that. Oh, yeah. The, the, the professor was an asshole. Well, there's something they But he had a reason for being an a-hole. Yeah, and they mentioned something in the book that they don't really, that doesn't really come across in the show. And I don't know if they're changing this in the show and they just haven't mentioned it yet, but he is an alien. Yeah, I read in the it in the book. Yeah, he's in the book. a space yeah. alien. So I'm wondering if just his way of interacting with people... His race doesn't He's have the same. He's a little more Kryptonian. Yeah. Kryptonian, right? Right, like, yeah. yeah. Or a Vulcan. Because oh, you put a Vulcan in with a bunch of Earth kids. But, back to the episode, okay. which since, you, since you said that, yeah. but did you know the last episode, now, was he on a planet or was he on Earth? We were debating that, and we then when I read the book and they said he was an alien... Yeah. Because the only thing that throws me is the violin. Right. And, you know, maybe that's just, hey, he also looks like a human. Maybe there's just some sort of... Um, or they're or they're like the people from Omicron Percy I-8. They've seen our TV yeah. or something and they like the violin or Could something. be. A, I don't know if it's convergent evolution that we just happen to come upon the same traits from two different directions. Right. Because it was weird because in the last episode, and the woman was dying right there. And he had yeah. the violin. Then all of a sudden, you see he got a jar. The jar had like essence coming yeah. out of it. Then you see rocket ships going. To, is this planet Earth or this is another planet? And we were trying to figure out, like, was that time travel? Time travel, yeah. Or is it like, is this after was the apocalypse? Was it part of the commission? Was it, yeah. You know, the, the yeah. The, Could have been, yeah. So, I, but then I went back and read the book. Third page, space alien. Like, well, okay. that clears the he's just Okay, guys, if you go see the um, TV series. Not um, that it excuses his behavior, but it might be he just didn't know how to be. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I would say it excuses his behavior if he's being culturally appropriate to his culture. Now, it doesn't mean he's not just a jackass in his culture, too. Right. Yeah, we don't know what his maybe, culture is like. Maybe they might touch upon that on season two, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Or he just doesn't want to get emotionally attached because he was losing, apparently, the love of his life yeah. at the end of that episode. And, you know, that can, that can change you. It's so. been 150 years. <laughs> Love the kids. Hug the kids. Oh yeah. my god, but man, but you know, I, I like number five too, man. The number five attitude of cynicism and skeptical of people and not trusting people. And I like that they aged him a little. Aged him, yeah. Because thirteen year old, you can kind of pull off. I think if you tried to get an eight year old to pull off that performance, well, also, it would have gone. Yeah, I was about right. to say finding an actor to pull off that performance and the actor that they got had lost his name. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, he I did such an amazing job of being, you know, the age that he is and being a 59-year-old man in a 13-year-old's in a body. Though. Well, I'll say that I, working with teenagers all day myself, that whole world-weary, I already know everything and I'm so over You're it used all. To that. Is, yeah, <laughs> You're you used can, to that. It's not that hard. I mean, he was good at it, but, you know, he's he's got a head start. He did a, he did a great job. My, my favorite character from the show is still Klaus, though. I was, I'm, Klaus. Klaus is, he was charming. He was fun. Yeah, I like Klaus. I feel bad for him because you think he's this junkie and this screw up, and it's like, no, so he can stop hearing all these dead people screaming at him all the time. And yeah, you can feel guy. that for him. That's You can feel, yeah, you can understand. The only that. time he can get away from that is when he's high, so it's like. But he showed his, he showed his true mantle close to the end of the series. Yes. He really, he really did, man. He said, look, man. 
I'm going to sober up. I, I lost my love in life because he went back in time. You know, he lost his love in life. He yeah. said, I need to sober up. I need to do this. And, all this <laughs> and he did. He actually tapped into his powers, which differ from the book in the comic yeah. and book in the TV series. And I, again, I'm wondering if that's budget. I'm like, because he's floating and flying throughout the entirety well, of the book. And, and you, telekinesis. Yeah. He formed yeah. telekinesis in the book. I think you could have done... More with it because the first thing I looked for in the show, and I remember coming the first episode, is why is he always wearing shoes? Right. Because he, you know, he, they didn't, his powers don't work, and would have been a real easy way for him to avoid having to be high all the time if he just could just put on a pair of sneakers. So I can understand why they'd have to get rid of that. I think that works well with the character in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and then like just the general purpose psychic, it gets. It gets a little deus ex machina y because yeah. you get told, but what does he know? Is he telling the truth? Hey, Klaus, no, he's telling the truth. No, he's lying. Right. It's it's a little hard to preserve that disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seeing dead people is better off having that kind of power. Then, yeah. Then, because I, yeah, because did you ghost me? You swayzing me? His, his, his brother yeah. Ben. <laughs> so, the, the patty cake. The patty cake. Practice yeah, practice. Cool. Yeah, that was nice. So, I mean, like I said, I really um, enjoyed this show. At first, I, I was very hesitant about it. You know, like I said, it was the first episode threw me off. It was like a Wes, Wes Anderson-type um, TV show. Oh, that, that pull-away was definitely a Wes Anderson tribute. Yeah, it was, man. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not watching it, but I stuck with it. And I changed my mind. I stuck with the TV series, man. I, I can't wait for season two. Yes. What about you guys? Oh, I'm still I'm, looking for I'm, I'm waiting for the yeah, waiting for the drop date. I am on this train and I'm ready to ride. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. how much is Vanya gonna be cosplayed now? Oh my how goodness. many you know, Which version the black or the white? Both. Both I mean or yeah, pears. Pears are kinda have pears. pears yeah. Oh. You're gonna see so much Vanya cosplay, it's not even gonna be Funny. Oh, and another thing before I get off the, the topic of the Umbrella Academy is um, Luther, man. In the comic book, they just straight had an eight body. But in here, in the TV series, yeah. they actually gave him a reason to have that type of body. Because his dad sent him off to, on a mission. He comes back. He's all brute damaged. He's, they do mention that in the book. That they a, did. a mission went eight. wrong, and he instead of injecting a serum, they said life-saving surgery, right. which I'm guessing is just take his head off and put it yeah. on a yeah. body. It yeah. was his mission to Mars that went wrong right. yeah. with uh, Pogo. Po- oh, okay. oh, no, Pogo went with him to the moon because he was the first boy in space, and then they did a mission to Mars, and that went poorly. See that, yeah. so they see that don't relate really well on TV. That, yeah. I like the one better on TV. The, well, we give him the serum. I well, think it's more believable. It's also easier for them to, again, with a special effects budget, right. yeah, throw that big coat on him all yeah. the time. Just yeah, get a, get a shirt with some balloons under it, uh-huh. inflate it up. And... But then when you take it off, you see all the fur. The yeah. fur. Oh, man, that scene in the rave, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. But in the, in the in the book, when I was reading the book, I was like, well, how does he retain his powers then? If he's just a head, I mean, is his head the source of his power? His being, like, super strong? Or is it just that now he has an ape body, so he's as strong as his ape? Well, but he's not as strong as he was when he had superpowers? Or... So I feel like the serum, um, the serum thing in uh, in the show, kind of fit better because then he's still it's still his body and his DNA and his. That's what I'm yeah. saying. In the yeah. show, it fits better because like it's his own body. Yeah, you know, he gave him the serum to save him. I mean, I like that better. I can hand wave it in the comic, and it's just something I read. It was a shower thought thing online. Right. The idea that 
gorillas don't work out, so we've probably never seen one at full strength. <laughs> and so if you've got a gorilla body that's been, you know, surgically modified to be bipedal, we don't know that there weren't further modifications and him just working out, he might have comparable strength because they never really said how strong he was previously. Right. True. And again, this is all just the, I'm trying to no prize it more than anything else. Right. I do think it's easier to follow. You, you, there's a lot less hand waving with the serum. Yes. 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 You. I think I, I can see that. Oh, okay, I'm gonna give it a rating of um five, 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 one through five numbering. After a TV series, what you rate this? Honestly, I'd give it a five. A five. I, yeah. Solid five. Solid five. Yeah. It. I. There's not any part of that show that I felt was weak. I thought they did a fantastic job. And I like the job. They did only 10 episodes instead of 13. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I could do 10. I think... I've always wondered about with Netflix now you have a little bit... Because you're not trying to fill a certain number of weeks before right. whatever. And the old TV model you were, you can pace things however you want. My, so. You know, my issue with some of the Netflix series, including the Marvel stuff... That was out. Yeah. You had 13 episodes, and out of 13 episodes, three were more fillers. Yeah, there's all, I'm going to say most of the Marvel series so far, yeah, you could have definitely cut a full episode, maybe two or three, I, I, and yeah. not lost a whole lot. Yeah. And I, I, I totally agree with you on that, man. And I think 10 episodes is good. One of the reasons we haven't really watched anything that's come out in the last year. Yeah. We're going to, but from Jessica Jones season two forward, we just still haven't gotten around to oh, it. Well, yet. it's canceled now. Yeah. And that Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, so. but season well, three is coming go. out because I think it was in production already. Okay. I believe. Well, isn't that because it's all moving over to the Disney We screen? don't know yet. Not, not for at least two, two years. years. Oh, okay. There's a non-compete clause. Okay. Yeah. Which, I don't know, man. They could probably get around that some kind of way. Well, even if they're not going to bring over those specifically, just the idea that they don't want to have competing shows on another network and like, hey, we'll just do... It's not like Marvel doesn't have 800 other characters that they can start pulling out. Hey, we'll do a Moon Dragon series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why Ooh, Moon Dragon, dude? Devil Dinosaur. That oh, would be so Moon cool. Girl? Moon Girl? And Devil Moon Girl, Girl yeah. You know, I watched Moon Girl and Devil oh, Dinosaur. We, we were joking about it. I think they might be in a process. Of oh, okay. Out. Is that well, one like with the Howard the Duck one? I think so. Oh, with animation. I think it might yeah. be animation. But again, shows. you can do more with. I mean, yeah, trying to 3D. Monaco Duck. That's how you Trying to 3D animate. Devil dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, man, we got an audience for it. They watch it, yeah. you know. But I give this TV series a five. You know, I, like I said, I was very satisfied with the um, end product of season one. Yep. Yes, I really I'm, did. I'm curious to see where it's going, especially since they used most of the major plot points they from did. the first two. They really did. I haven't read the third series yet, so I'm sure there's something good in there to, to build off of. Didn't but bother I'm... the Game of Thrones people. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You're so right. I'm glad you put that out there. You're well, right. I say, especially since Gerard took pretty much a decade. It was a decade? 2009 is the copyright in the Dallas trade. Wow. It was 2008-2009, and here we have been 2018 for the next series to hit. Well, Spain's. then he also did Fabulous Killjoys in between there. So. And the Young Animal. And the Young Animal in he was busy. I'll, I'll give him that. He wasn't just he wasn't just sitting around, you know, playing Tetris. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And George R. R. Martin, I would say, wasn't sitting around playing Tetris either. He just got sidetracked with other less profitable, less high profile nah, things. Which hey, nah, okay. Now, ask you guys, um, would y'all up on your uh, current things, what's going on, in pop culture yeah. and TV and stuff like that? And Julie, you said not really. And Seth, you said, ah, you know, yeah. Well, but I mean, did you know? Did I know? Did you Did you guys know? That the Guinness Book of World Records 
gave Hugh Jackman and Patrick, no, Sir Patrick Stewart for appearing as the same characters in a long, uh, what is it, the same characters in a superhero movie uh-huh. for X-Men. I did not know that. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to read this. Both of them was in X-Men in 2000, and you know, he did Logan in 2017. So, look, man, 2000, 2017, they played the same superhero characters that long, man. Oh, man. I don't, I don't think I've read the same superhero book for about 17 years. I mean, wow. Flash. Yo, so I'm going to say probably came around like 12 or 15. But. So, so how much do you think, now that uh, Robert Downey Jr. I thought this, about like, that. I'm going to keep playing Iron Man until I can, you know, beat this thing. How many Spider-Man cameos do I need to make? <laughs> yeah, because it said the first movie they, the, the, to the last, Wolverine Charles Xavier spanned 16 years, and they say 228 days. Wow. Okay. Okay. 16 years and 228 days. So when did Iron Man come out? 2008. So is there another one for TV shows? Well, I guess not. I'm thinking about um, Sir Patrick or Stewart being coming back that out Picard. as Picard. Picard, right. Though. I'm not sure it's the same Picard, though, from what I've heard. He's paying Jean-Luc Picard, even if it's a different universe. And technically... Oh, that's true. With the X-Men movies, those are kind of alternate, alternate universe between the some of them. Yeah. Oh There's my god, are we going through this now? Uh, yeah, I mean, oh if, if, if we're going to allow for reboots, then yeah, I, I think your point is valid. Right. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot of movies, man. That's a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies. And now since Disney on, well, on Fox, they got to the recast Wolverine yeah. and everything like that, but... Who's to say? He might play old man, old man yeah, Logan. Old man Logan. Well, I, I think I heard somewhere when Hugh Jackman was like, "Okay, yeah, Wolverine, you know, Logan's gonna be my last." Because, gosh darn it, I want to eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, because maintaining that body, body yeah. for that long. Yeah, the that's superhero, true. you know, I just. You know what diet ah. kind of his regiment for the Wolverine was? Man, he said he had lean chicken and uh, chicken um, breasts. Um, Carbs like the carbs, and he was working out. You know, you know, he did. I think he was working out with Dwayne Johnson. That's, I think he said something like that. Or oh, he had advice from him. I believe the, it. The, the advice that to take from him, what you need to buck up. Man, he was in fifties. Was he almost like fifty on the wolf, the Wolverine? Well, I mean, doing Close it for seventeen it. years. If you started in your thirties, you're yeah. gonna be late forties, early fifties. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the fifties, man. He was ripped. Yep. Yeah, he said he has to keep that. Have to maintain that. Like well, I'm 43. I like. I think any other like I could make maybe run a computer in the Marvel universe. I could be the guy playing Space Invaders in the Shield. Uh, right. Everybody knows it. Now, now since he's retired as Wolverine, I think um, Patrick, Patrick Stewart still plays um, Professor X. I still, I think he still can play it. Yeah, well, oh, I mean, yeah. it's not like you got to work well, out. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, oh no, I got to shave my head and sit down. Right. So if they kind of recast um, the Wolverine. Who do you think, uh, Julia, that you'd like to have? Because oh, on the spot. gosh. That's on the spot. Wow. What about you? I, I think this is one of those where you really want to go unknown. Unknown again? Find a fresh face. Find someone who's not going to be in 19 other franchises right now. Because you want to get somebody like, hey, you, you've had a couple of jobs. We know you're reliable. We think you can play the part. Uh, we need to lock you down for the next 15 years where you can only work when we say you can. Wow, Are you willing to do that? I wonder if they'll cast someone who looks a little bit more like the comic book who's a little shorter. Because, I mean, in the comics, he's not he's not tall Hugh Jackman. Dude. Well, we he's know like that. small little guy, you know? He's like five, four, five, six. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. He... He's like Tom Cruise height. <laughs> but oh, God. No, 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 no. 
We know Tom Cruise wears um, plaques, I mean, on the heels and shoes. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, if you're going to hang on the outside of a plane, you can wear whatever you want on your feet. Yeah. Dude. There is not a name I can think of that screams Wolverine to me right now. And I, what I was thinking about it when I was reading the article, I like, who's going to play Wolverine? I, I'm like you, man. If you play like an unknown actor, because you got so many actors in the actor, you know, you get someone unknown like he was, you know, when he got the Wolverine part, he didn't know what Wolverine was. Yeah. He, he thought it was something else. And you're pretty, you know, I would say 20 years ago, you weren't thinking, oh, yeah, Hugh Jackman. Right. Right. And he's a great actor, man. Oh, yes. And he does, he does plays. Matter of he's fact, a I really think he's, good a, singer. Yeah. he's a good singer. He won a uh, Grammy. Yeah, for Greatest Showman? One, of, one, I think so. He won a Grammy for one of his songs. Okay. He was playing or something. He was good, man. He's good. Yeah. So, yo, so I find that very interesting, man, that he had played Wolverine that long. And close to him is Robert Downey Jr. As Iron Man. Yeah, and that's why I was. Because by not going to name the movies right now on top of my head. All three Iron Man, that's three movies. Yeah. He made an appearance in The Credible Hope, that's four. Okay. You know, you got um, the Avengers. Avengers. The Avengers got the three Avengers movies, so that's yeah. seven. I'd say three now. Yeah. yeah. That's four. Seven. Captain America, Cap- Civil War. Yeah. Yep. Spider Man. Spider Man Homecoming. So, yeah, man, you know, he's almost at 10 movies. I, I just wonder if there's like a competitive spirit in Robert Downey Jr. He's like, well, gosh darn it, now I gotta keep playing I will, him. Put, I will not put it past Robert Downey, man. I, mean, I got one, two or three more movies in me. Yeah. Okay, so, so then... All I have to do is cameo. Because he even only has to play Tony Stark. Always, he doesn't have to wear the Iron, Iron Man suit. suit. He just has to show up in like, you know, a nice tailored suit. Like, oh yeah, Pepper made me retire. And he can gain a, get a little bit of a belly and make a joke about married Coming life. Coming as a, like and, a contractor or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I could see something like that. But yeah, I find that very interesting, man. He played that role that long. I knew he did, but man, again, the Guinness Book of World Record. Damn, good for him. That's good for him and Sir Patrick Stewart. They both won it. Did they get a plaque or something? Yeah, they did. They got a certificate, a plaque. Yeah, they got it, man. Something that you can keep up on your wall. Yeah, yeah. That's what he told um. He said, "Now you got something else to put on your wall." Yeah, that's what he told him. Now, another thing that came up this past week, man, was Transformers. And I'm no, I'm a big Transformer fan. Y'all too know this. Oh yeah. And um, <laughs> I mean, I like them, but yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, okay, you said I got the Optimus Primes over there, ain't it? Oh yeah, yeah. So I um, they have a new series coming out once again. Netflix, Netflix and Hasbro come together and will work with Rooster Teeth, which y'all guys love. Oh yes. yeah, I've been since God, I think we, I would say at least a decade of. Uh, Probably red about blue. Yeah, 15 years of Red versus Blue. I came in around right. season two or three. And he got me onto Red versus Blue. And then, and then I got into Ruby. I got into Ruby more than you did, I think. Ruby season one, I liked, but I realized that the last couple episodes when I didn't care who the smugglers were, but I was really invested in who was going to take who to the prom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Ruby, man. Because yeah. right now they have volume five. I think it's five, six seasons now. I five or six seasons. Yeah. Well, we're we're behind on Red versus Blue and Ruby now. There's just so much. Even though we've cut the cord and everything, and we cut it a long time ago, there's right. just yeah. so much to watch. Yeah, the the best problem to have is there's just too much what? good stuff to watch. Right. Yeah. Just, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. So like like I know when it out the hurt made the announcement for Transformers. I know recently. Transformers had Hasbro had this thing with uh, I was mentioning Machin- um, Machinima. Machinima. Machinima had this thing because with Transformers, Hasbro is actually pushing a toy line. Yeah. 
Right. So they always have, you know, they always have done that. That was the eighties. The eighties. Now they still doing it. How can yeah? How can we make a toy out of this? We got GI yeah. Joe. We got Teddy Ruxpin. We got Strawberry Shortcake. I think the only <laughs> cartoon I watched I didn't have toys for was probably Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so Hasbro has this thing called um, it was the Cabino Wars, and you have the Return of the Titans um, toy line. So they, they decided to do a story of that. Okay. And it was like only like 10 minutes episodes. So now I'm hoping, oh, it's a 10 to 15 minutes. Was it kind of like the uh, the Star Wars stuff that Gendy Tartakovs? Gendy Tartakovs. The Cartoon Network had yeah. in the back in the day. Something like that, okay. yeah. They was like 10 minutes and whatever. Yeah. So I'm hoping with this new deal that Netflix have with Hasbro and Rooster T that um, it's longer than 10 minutes. I hope if it's, it's a, on Netflix, I'm assuming 22 minutes. Yeah, because it's a trilogy. Yeah. It's supposed to be a trilogy, so it okay. might it might be. I don't know. It might be like Castlevania. Yeah. So, oh man, yeah, that got to be another topic we got to talk about. But yeah, something like Castlevania. So we got to watch season two. Oh, uh, what you doing, man? I was watching Umbrella Academy. Well, watch this this weekend. Okay. Oh my goodness. Watch <laughs> it this weekend, man. Because I got to rewatch. We're the first still trying weekend. to slog our way through TNG here, and then we've got. Deep Space Nine, and then... And Enterprise. Man, y'all for a week, y'all for a week, man. I know, we've been watching Umbrella Academy. She's got to work. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to talk to you about work in a minute. And we were watching Father Ted. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. If you've never... For those of you who are fans of Britcoms... I had, I had heard of Father Ted. I had never watched Father Ted. It's from Ted. like 1995. It's from, the, it's from the, the mid-90s. It is the dumbest, hilarious show I have seen in so long. Because they go for the dumbest, cheapest, most obvious jokes. and But believe in them so hard. Like It's kind of like Airplane, where there's just no one acknowledges that we're telling a joke. <laughs> so we can do the dumbest material, and it's absolutely hilarious like there was i'm gonna spoil a bit from season two folks one of the priests is not very bright (laughs) father ted is sitting across from him is there in a little country house thing has a little toy cow and he's like no you see these are very small and those pointing out the window are very far away. Wow! And the priest just nods like, oh. and I we had to pause because I started laughing wow. so hard at just the dumbest joke. But they sell it. Wow, that is hilarious. Just yeah. thinking about it, you gotta be that damn dumb. Exactly, and it's just yeah, it's every episode is that kind of like I know exactly what joke you're gonna tell. But I'm still gonna laugh when you tell it. Well, say that again, Seth. What's the name of that TV show? Father Ted. Uh, guys, check check out it's Father Ted. It's on Amazon Ted. Prime right now. Okay, Father Ted, check it out, guys. Yeah. So, man, this is all I want to talk about in this podcast, man. You know, and it's been a minute, but this gonna hopefully keep you moving forward. And um, Julie, um, I know y'all got things. You got up and coming projects you need you want to talk about? Well, I'm, right now I'm working on a um, a Edgar Allan Poe book. It's something I was working on with uh, Dean Motter, right. um, coloring that. It's kind of it's something's coming out through Ahoy Comics, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool though. Okay, and um, so I'm coloring that, and then I'm also working on uh, uh, a new Hero Cat series called Rebel Cats. Now so you actually say it on. You can say it now, right? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know one important time you could say what yeah. project was coming up. Yeah, it's it's Rebel Cats. It's sort of like Hero Cats meets Runaways, okay. where the cats all kind of belong to bad guys, but they're not bad guys. So oh, that's kind of okay. cool. Yeah. 
So we know what date might come out. I don't have dates for it quite yet. So So those are the projects you have up and coming. That's what I'm working on right now. Okay. So I'm going to close it out and everything like that. How can people get in your your social media? Um, How can they see your stuff? Uh, Do you have any social media accounts? I have social media accounts. I haven't put the stuff up yet. Oh, man, you ain't no good to me. Yeah, I know. No good to me. Okay, (laughs) after this weekend, you should check. Oh, no. Yes. I have to finish right <laughs> well we're gonna okay. work on that guys okay. i know seth I, i'm way. not a luddite i promise yeah. i'm just old <laughs> we not come on that's no Give excuse your name. they can check it later yeah okay well it's uh jh barclay um uh on my instagram i'm pretty sure it's it's all jh barclay like okay. if you look up jh barclay because that's what i'm working under b-a-r-c-l-a-y yes right not barclay well i know seth you got you you mostly try to shy away from social media a little yeah. bit, but I know you got a Twitter and a Facebook account. Yeah, I have a Twitter that I haven't used in over a year. Yeah. I will say I'm at MC underscore C1701. Right. Yeah, I think I did something not too long ago. You probably like to retweet. I don't know. It's been, it's been a while. It's been at least a, it's, been, it's been, been at least a full calendar year since I've turned Twitter on. Oh god! So I I have students, and I just you hear the stories about teachers and social media. So I find just everything set to private, and I I, I tell Julie stuff, and then if it's funny, she can post it. Right, right, yes. okay. So you guys, for that, you can check me out on Just Being Amos on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I also got JustBeingAmos.com. You can check that out, and that's about it. I have nothing else coming up. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast, and I hope to, um, I hope Julie get her stuff together. Yes, I will get my stuff together. I promise. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just be in the